Episode 230, What's Growing in Your Backyard? Hey Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So Katie, quite an interesting topic today, and it's literally what's been growing in our backyard. (laughs) Well, a lot of things were growing in our backyard. That is correct, and we made a monster change, and we will dive all into that in today's show. But right before we dive in, if you guys haven't, we would love to connect with you on Instagram. Hit us up. It's at Chain of Wealth on Instagram. And let us know what you're currently working on and what you thought of today's show. All right, Kate, you ready to dive in? Yeah. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate. So talking about what's growing in our backyard. So there's some backstory to this. So do you want to dive into us? <laughs> sure. So if you have not listened to the last couple of episodes, we recently bought a house in Northern Virginia and we're very fortunate because the townhouse and the condo environment in this area is very big and single family homes are not as common for younger couples. And we're very fortunate to have found a gem. Yeah. So we managed to find a bit of an older home. The house was built in the fifties. So that'll make it pushing on 70 years in a couple of years. So quite an old home. And, you know, with an old home, there's obviously a lot of history here and a lot of quirks that may come with the home. So anyway, we're going to not talk about every quirk. We're only going to talk about the backyard or we could keep you here forever. So pros and cons with buying an older home. uh, One of the pros is that it comes with a little bit more land than a home that is more recently built. Yeah, so a lot more recent homes, you know, the idea is less is more. So a lot of the stands are a lot smaller. Right. And we wanted a big yard. I really, really want a garden. I want a vegetable garden and a flower garden. Dennis wants a dog if we ever have kids or anything. So we wanted a yard. So we found this great house in our price range. And, you know, it had everything we wanted And then we looked at the backyard and the only way to describe it is a jungle. And I'm not being dramatic. Like there were vines everywhere, trees everywhere. It's like at like a, I want to say like a 45 degree angle going up. Right. Like, and I'm not being dramatic. I know you're probably thinking like, Oh, Katie, you're being so dramatic. I'm not like, We're going to need to put stairs in because we're not going to level it. And so we moved in. We got a little bit settled. And on President's Day, it was nice weather here for the first time in months. Right. And we got really excited. We were like, you know what? We're going to tackle the yard. And my mom was here. So we had an extra pair of hands. And, you know, we go to Home Depot. We buy everything that we think we could use to 
salvage this ourselves because it's a big backyard and we're frugal and we're just going to put the man hours in. Yeah. So just to add a little bit more context on the backyard. So of our backyard, I would say 95% of it was covered in these vines. And when I say vines, like think sort of, I don't know, like a poison ivy kind of thing. Which, hold on. We and, didn't, and, and we we will didn't get to know that, that part at the we time. We will get to that later on the show, but basically it's a jungle back there and there is no grass anywhere. And, you know, sort of stepping into it, you know, you're kind of like knee deep and in this like plant. There's a bunch of trees around and everything else. In fact, there was a tree um, limb hanging over the house as well, which we like hadn't dangling. noticed. So we had to get that taken care of. And Kate's mom was um, kind enough to take care of that for us. But going back to the house purchase. So this house that we bought, we were very fortunate in that it was in the lower end of our price range. You know, we kind of said that we have this range we want to stick in and we think we could get a reasonable home in that range. And it was literally right at the bottom of that range. So we were kind of happy with the price, but there was obviously this downside that it was a much older home and it needed a lot of work. So diving right back into the backyard. Okay. So like I said we go and we buy shovels and gloves and bags and we're going to get this done. And we've got, you know, the spring is coming and the weather will be nice. And, you know, I grew up in Florida and doing a lot of yard work. You know, I was my mom's yard person for my entire life. So we start shoveling and we're making semi-decent progress. Like, a couple of hours in. We've made like a solid path. So when Kate says a solid path, like I said earlier, 95% of our yard was overgrown. We maybe did 2%. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's generous. I was going to say like one. <laughs> and, and that's why I said maybe. <laughs> and we have photos. We can put pictures up of this. Yeah. So, and then, you know, that's fine. And, you know, it starts to get dark out. We go in, we're feeling really accomplished, we're excited for our new backyard. And that's the end of that story. Now we're, that was on a Monday because President's Day was a Monday. It was that glorious three-day weekend that everybody loved. And then on Wednesday evening, I'm home from work and the three of us are sitting around having dinner and I get this like bump on my leg, right? Like on my leg and it's itchy. And now right before this happened, we also had a guy come out to tell us about our HVAC and how it's not vented properly. And we might be suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning. This happened on Wednesday. So Sunday we did the yard. Wednesday we have the guy come out and basically tell us not to use the heat because we could kill ourselves. And the chimney guy came out as well. Right. So thankfully we just had the chimney guy come out. And now on Wednesday in Northern Virginia fashion... It was warm on Monday, but freezing on Wednesday. And we needed the heat because I froze to death the night before. And so because we got the chimney cleaned, we were going to put on a fire. Well, because we used the fire, we had to bring wood in from outside that the guy was kind enough who cut the limb down before stacked it for us. Okay. So I know I'm a little bit all over the place. So Long story short, I thought that this itchy thing on my leg was 
from a bug in the wood because I was sitting on the floor next to the wood. Well, then as I look, like I look at my other leg and I've got these bites all over the place too. And they're itchy and they're hot and I'm miserable. And as like a day or two goes on, that was on Wednesday. By Friday, I literally thought I was going to die because my legs were covered in this. I thought it was a bug bite. So Friday, I suffer. Saturday, I suffer. By Sunday, like I cannot take it anymore. So I get up early Monday. My boss was nice enough to let me go to the doctor. And I thought for sure they were going to tell me that I had some kind of weird disease because that's what happens to me. And I, it ended up being poison sumac. Now, I've never had poison ivy, but a lot of people relate it to poison ivy. Poison sumac is probably the worst thing that has ever happened to me. It is hot and itchy and terrible. And I'm still suffering. Today is March 11th. Yeah. So it's been just about a month that I've had it. I've... I'm very proud. I have cut myself from four Benadryls a day down to two. Uh, really making progress here. So with how awful and miserable feeling I had felt for a majority of the time, there was no way I was going to go back out into that yard and dig all of that up. There's just no way. So we made a very deliberate And we thought about it and we have talked about the 72 hour rule often. This is probably like a 95 hour thing that we thought about because getting the yard done for us was a lot of money. Yeah. And that's where the personal finance aspect comes into this podcast. So it was two sides. It was, well, I'm miserable and I can't go back out there, but that's a lot of money. So we really felt like we were in a rock and a hard spot. So I'll let, that is the backstory. So then I will let you take it from here. Yeah. And just before we do that, now be a great time to say a very big thanks to our sponsor. So then in this new world that we're living in with COVID-19 and social distancing, it's really a fine line of having to struggle between staying safe and healthy, but then still maintaining your life. And one of my facets is having to get my regular routine mailing and things done like that. Yeah, Kate. And that's where stamps.com comes in for us. And, you know, they can help so many other businesses as well. You know, anything you need to do when you need to go into a post office, you can now do online with stamps.com. And in fact, you can actually save up to 40% of the shipping costs that you would pay at the post office at stamps.com. And the best part is it's all right from your computer. So it makes it super easy and convenient. So now you don't even have to worry about being affected by coronavirus or getting sick or, you know, touching any kind of surfaces that are unclean to you. Yeah, that's exactly it. And Kate, right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitments. 
Simply go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in chain of wealth. One word. That's stamps.com. Enter chain of wealth. I think right now especially is the best time to be trying stuff that you can do from home. Absolutely. Stay safe, my friends. Okay, so coming back from the break. So this was a significant purchase and, you know, we kind of did the responsible thing and we got a whole bunch of landscapers to come out and check the property and the look of horror when people came up and checked out this yard was unbelievable. In fact, we should have had a camera that was just like, hey, this is actually all a prank. You don't have to do anything. (laughs) I actually think the first quote we got, they gave us like an absorbently much higher price than everybody else did. And I think it was mainly because they didn't want to do it. Yes. So the first (laughs) quote we got was $11,000. And I know you're probably sitting there thinking, $11,000? Are you kidding me? That was kind of my reaction too. And, you know, like that was our reaction as well. We were like, well, it's a ridiculous amount of money. And, you know, then we started getting more quotes. And that $11,000 was literally just to remove everything. You know, it didn't include new planting and everything else that came with it. So after we'd had a couple of people over, we heard their thoughts and their plans and whether they wanted to use a machine, not use a machine, whether they want to level a little bit, not level it. What some of the extra things they would throw in with that work. Yeah, like there were a couple of dead trees. Would they be removing that? There was one tree that had fallen over. There was also a big hole in the ground at one place. So there was, there was a lot of work it needed. It was a mess. And anyway, so we ended up settling on the same guy who actually did our tree as well. And, you know, we sort of had a bit of a familiarity with him and we knew his work quality. So we were pretty happy that they did a great job with the tree. So they do a good job with the yard. Mm -hmm. And we liked the idea of a small business. Yeah. So the quote came in and it was $6,500 for the backyard. Yeah. And yeah. Well, once again, we had a panic moment and then we sit back and we started thinking. And immediately my legs got really itchy. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like you start thinking about it and you start thinking, well, what is a backyard worth to you? And what is a backyard worth in terms of a home value? So what we did is we thought about it and we thought, you know what, realistically, it's currently heading towards spring and right now would be the best time to pull the trigger if you're going to do a backyard. And also once you have a backyard, it starts increasing the value of the property because, you know, you suddenly have this land that looks great. And the longer that the grass slash garden is there, the better it starts looking over a period of time. So we sort of thought, you know what, let's pull the trigger. Let's get it done. We saved a lot of money on the house. So let's just take some of that money that we saved on buying the home And let's rather put it into the house. And, you know, a lot of people out there would say, well, what's going to be the return on this money that you're literally pouring into the ground? And, you know, we sort of like to think of it that there actually will still be a return on this money. And it's one of the forms of diversification that we speak about. You know, we're just putting money into the property to say, okay, well, this is going to increase the value of the property. And yes, it may cost $6,500 to do the backyard, 
But on the flip side, if it looks really great when we sell it, it could add 10 to 15,000 to the, the home value. Well, and with that 6,500, we haven't talked about uh, the gentleman took all the trees away that we needed to get rid of. He put grass seed down and then they put hay on top of it. Yeah, they put hay down and they also put mulch around the trees that were there that we didn't right. like. And he even pulled the vines out of the trees. The vines were actually strangling the trees. Which inevitably we would have had trees like falling down and heaven forbid a tree falls on the house. That's a huge nightmare and you know nobody wants to deal with that and also looking at the vines you could tell something not friendly could live in there yeah and i am not about that snake or snakes rats yeah all kind and if a snake moves into the house then ultimately the entire thing was for nothing because i am not packing or moving anything ever we were just taking our body and moving to a new place. Like, it's it for me. I thought you were going to say if a snake moves into the house, I'm moving out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we both are. But I'm not taking any of our stuff with us. <laughs> so, like, all my clothes would have to be rebought. Every single thing. I would only walk out with the clothes on my back if a snake moved into our house. We looked at it as saving money in the long run. Right. So, yes, it was a very big purchase. And we did give ourselves quite a bit of time to think about it. Um, fortunately for us, we pulled the money out of our stock market. Emergency um, Emergency fund. fund, which thankfully with the whole coronavirus and everything else going on, turned out we actually saved ourselves a bunch <laughs> of money instead of lost ourselves a bunch of money. Well, we, we got to spend our own money instead Correct. of losing it. Well, yeah. And the way we kind of see it is, you know, that's more transfer of money. So we're just transferring it into the value of the home versus a straight out big expense. And that's really how you have to look at expenses like that on a home improvement project. Right. So sort of to wrap up this episode, we want to ask you guys, have you done any home improvement exercises? And what was your experience like? Send us a DM on Instagram. It's at Chain of Wealth. And Katie, do you have any other last parting piece of words of wisdom for us? Well, no, I actually have a question. If anybody else is either a doctor or has had poison sumac and you know a magical way for it to clear up quicker, I'm all ears. <laughs> I am bathing in tea tree oil now. Yeah, so if, if you <laughs> had an experience with poison sumac, also send us a picture. We'd love to see what you went through. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> she sounds really painful. <laughs> it is awful. All right, guys, we'll catch you next time on another episode of Chain of Wealth. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 